You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where we take the Nitto kings and queens and separate them from the Nitto peasants. Uh, This is June's main feed bonus, and if you haven't guessed by that clunky intro, this is a Pokemon episode. We're going to have 30 questions on all things Pokemon. Uh, really excited today to do that. I am alone as the host today. The other Triviality folks decided to um, take their own journey. They got their Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Charmander and headed out, so it'll just be me today. Um, all alone. Very sad. Um, but I have some competitors with me today, so I'm going to first by introduce introducing you to Craig Tietke. He's a rules guy in person here from Beaverton, Oregon. How are you doing today, Craig? I'm doing well today. How are you doing, Matt? Uh, really, really excited for this, and I'm um, really not used to doing this on my own, <laughs> so no one to bounce ideas off. Uh, Craig, um, what's your what's your kind of introduction to Pokemon, and how long have you been a fan? All right, um, I'm Craig. I've been playing Pokemon, um, gosh, for years now. I think I got my first copy of Red and Blue on the Game Boy when I was like 13, and so I've just been hooked ever since. And um, so, yeah. What would be your favorite Pokemon? Ooh, my favorite. I think I'm going to have to go with a Gen 8 Pokemon, um, Galarian Ponyta. It's just a unicorn. How could you go wrong? <laughs> that, that was not something I expected to hear today. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful choice, though. Thank you so much, Craig. And good luck today. Um, introducing player two. This is AJ. AJ is a savage superstar from right here in Glen Burnie, Maryland. I say that because I'm from Maryland now. Um, so that's the local team. Uh, AJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you today? Oh, fantastic still. And uh, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about your um, your history with Pokemon? Yes, yeah, so uh, I've been playing Pokemon since I was probably around five with uh, red and blue on my Game Boy Color. And my favorite, uh, my favorite is definitely Qualava from uh, the Johto. Qualava is definitely an excellent choice there. You don't get too many um, second stage Pokemon as people's favorites, so that's also pretty fun too. Um, not a Typhlosion fan myself either. Uh, so we're going to move on to player three. That is Robert Wilson from Dayton, Ohio. He is an Oakland five supporter 
Um, Robert, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. All right, well, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about your history with Pokemon? I think my uh, Pokemon was my first video game I ever had. I opened up Pokemon Silver uh, Christmas Day with a big clunky teal Game Boy Color. Oh, geez. Uh, which What's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, I think it has to be Steelix, actually. Mm. I got beat by it so many times in Pokemon Silver. It has to be my favorite now. You guys are all much younger than me, and I, I was, I think... <laughs> 12 or 13 when I got Pokemon Red, a little bit older, but, you know, I stuck with it and uh, kind of fell out. But Pokemon Go, like a lot of us millennials, kind of dragged a lot of people back into playing Pokemon and learning all about it. So i uh, really excited to be here today. We do have a host who wrote 30 fantastic questions for these competitors. Uh, he is Ethan Metzger. He's a savage superstar from Seattle, Washington. How are you today, Ethan? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Matt? Oh, still doing fantastic. And I love being asked every time because it makes me feel special. Uh, and I appreciate it. Why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about your history with Pokemon? Yeah. So, I mean, just like everybody else, I remember playing red and blue. Um, and then I think the first game that I got as a gift was yellow and I've been playing the games ever since. Um, yeah. longtime fan of the show. And uh, over the last year, I uh, started playing the card game competitively, actually. So mm. giving me another... Uh, avenue to enjoy pokemon in i think the important thing is that there are ways to pump money into nintendo all sorts <laughs> of ways from video games to cards to apps um they're all getting their cut uh so with that uh we're gonna ask 10 questions to each of these competitors and see who finishes up as the pokemon champion of today the cream of the crop and all of those various catchphrases that we always say ethan uh, i guess we're gonna take it away Awesome. So yeah, we've got 30 questions today uh, spanning the game, the show, um, a couple of trading card game questions, and uh, a couple of uh, who's that Pokemon thrown in there as well. Um, so we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, this first question will be for Craig. In 2006, the Pokemon games made their way to the Nintendo DS. In what region did the first Nintendo DS Pokemon games take place? Ooh. Okay, so if memory serves, that was Gen 4, so I want to say that was the Sinnoh region. Yep, Sinnoh is correct. Yeah, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum were the first games to come out on the DS. Uh, introduced a number of different game mechanics, one of the most notable being the physical special move split. Hmm. All right, question number two is going to be for AJ. Pokemon X and Y were the sixth generation of games to release. The Kalos region introduced a new Pokemon type intended to help balance out the Dragon type. What new type was released in X and Y? Uh, that would be the Fairy type, which definitely made the Elite Four a lot more interesting. <laughs> yep, indeed the Fairy type. Um, my flavor text for that is Fairy typing is still broken. <laughs> Too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> At least they pulled it out of TCG, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. So Scarlet and Violet also introduced a new game mechanic that changes a single Pokemon's type for the duration of a battle. The Pokemon takes a crystal-like appearance and gains a depiction of its new typing above its head. What is this new mechanic called? I believe that's terrestrializing. Yep, terrestrializing or uh, terra typing. 
And I have no idea about that one. That that's too new for me. <laughs> I was like, uh, no idea there. It's it's pretty cool. The like different depictions, like water type. You get like a fountain, like a crystal fountain mm-hmm. coming off the head. Um, yeah, it looks really neat. Mm-hmm. All right, and going back to Craig. Pokemon Sun and Moon take place in the Alola region, based largely on Hawaii. Uh, this game introduced Z-moves, Alolan form Pokemon, and trial battles. What is the title used for the person you face in the Grand Trials after completing other island challenges? Oh no. This is the only thing I was afraid of because Sun and Moon is the only gen set I have not played yet. Oh no. <laughs> it's like, um, but like, I know there weren't gym leaders. It was like, uh, oh gosh. For sake of time, I'll just say like Grand Poobah or something. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, the answer we were looking for is Kahuna. Oh. So you had the four main Kahunas of the island. The big Kahunas. Grand Pooba, not too far off though. So good, <laughs> good effort there. It was interesting that that was the way they figured out to throw in some uh, some surfing culture lingo. <laughs> we can't figure it out otherwise. Use Kahuna. Go, yeah. go. All right. So over to AJ. Uh, Generation 8, the Sword and Shield games, were the first games to introduce DLC or downloadable content. These DLC packages contained two new areas for your character to explore and catch Pokemon not available in the main Galar region. Uh, Name both of these areas. Uh, So the first DLC would be the Isle of Armor, which was very like uh, old school um, samurai movie themed and then there was the crown tundra where you could go into like caves and battle legendary pokemon yep that's correct yeah we got the isle of armor and the crown tundra so the isle of armor yeah introduced uh urshifu one of my new favorite pokemon from the newer generations uh, and then the crown tundra yeah of course brought in the like galarian forms of zapdos moltres and articuno mm. uh which i thought was really cool the ones that you can't mm. catch in pokemon go because they run immediately I hate yep. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and then over to Rob. So, while many look back on the Gen <laughs> 1 games with nostalgia, uh, they were not without their faults. Most notably, these games contained a glitch for a quote-unquote Pokemon that was not intended to be in the game. Described as a scrambled block-like form or a ghost-slash-fossil sprite not used by other Pokemon, what is this glitch commonly referred to as? I think that's missing now. It is indeed missing now. If I remember correctly, you could uh, use the missing no glitch to multiply your items in bag, get all the rare candies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had to you had to watch the man catch a Pokemon and then fly immediately to whatever island it was. And, ugh, just like I can't remember anything about geometry, but for some reason I can still remember how to catch a missing no in Pokemon <laughs> Red. It's terrible. All right, so up to Craig. Uh, in the Delta episodes of the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire games, you are faced with trying to mega evolve Rayquaza in order to save the world from a meteoroid. A new character is introduced in the post game. This character comes from the Draconid Peoples, an ancient tribe of dragon-type trainers from the Hoenn region. Who is this new character? Oh, my. (laughs) That was my thought, too. 
because like I played Omega Ruby Alpha, Alpha Sapphire, but I don't remember this. So, hmm. Um, his name was Drake, famous companion of Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the answer we're looking for is Zinnia. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I right. liked your answer too, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. I'll give you style points. All right, AJ. In the mid 2000s, Pokemon released games for the Nintendo GameCube Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. What was the name of the main criminal organization in these games? Um. Let's see. I remember they used the Snagum machine. Uh, was it? It wasn't Team Snagum, was it? Uh, Snagum is in the game, but they are part of like a larger criminal organization. Okay. Kind of like the Grunts. But the uh, yeah, the answer we were looking for is Cipher. Hmm. Uh, that's right. All right, and then Rob. Pokemon Ranger was a spin-off game released in 2006 for the DS. Players took on the role of a ranger, capturing criminals, solving ecological issues, and helping citizens. What region do the ranger games take place in? Oh, shoot. I was hoping I would just have to answer circling <laughs> the things real fast. <laughs> um, I'm just going to have to go out on a limb and guess uh, Johto. So these games take place in the uh, the Fiore region, which uh, in my mm. research I believe is Italian for flower. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's next to the Fiore region, which is <laughs> <laughs> Italian for flavor town, I believe. All right, so we're gonna jump to uh, just some trading card game questions. So for Craig. The Pokemon company recently announced that their former online client for the trading card game would be sunset next month. The new client has been available for beta testing, but will be officially launched on June 8th. What is the name of the new Pokemon TCG client? Maybe they just went back to their old lover, Wizards of the Coast. (laughs) So the new online client is called Pokemon Trading Card Game Live, uh, which is going to be replacing the Pokemon Trading Card Game online so big change in name there big change there yeah <laughs> yeah um and if anybody's ever interested in like learning how to play the trading card game yeah playing the online clients is a great way to do so um what's nice about the new one is you can craft cards now and so you can create all sorts of decks um mm-hmm. yeah great way to learn learn that part of the game all right aj how many cards are in a standard legal Pokemon trading card game deck? 60 cards, no more, no less. Yep, 60 on the dot. I'm, I'm a Pokemon professor for uh, our local league, so oh, wow. it's, it's al- always a conversation of, well, can I bring in more cards? <laughs> no, it's got to be 60. <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, Yeah, professors are definitely needed. I, uh, I just took my judge it's exam the other day. Of... <laughs> Here back Your judge exam? Mm-hmm. Did you, did it tell you you failed? It did not. It just said, we'll get back to you. Congrats. You passed. <laughs> It'll take them three months to tell you. There we go. <laughs> reach. I, I promise reach out to their support Sweet. and uh, you'll hear back much faster. There you go. It's good to know. Add that to the list. All right. And for Rob, 
Pokemon cards were first published in Japan in 1996 by Media Factory. They were published in the U.S. starting in 1998. From 1998 to 2003, what company, best known for other card and video games, held the publishing rights for Pokemon cards? Well, no worries, Craig. I didn't know this. I have a stack of magic cards on my desk. It is Wizards of the Coast. It is indeed Wizards of the That's Coast. That's so funny. I'll tell you what, when uh, when they first came out, I went to my uh, local card shop and I bought a like a series one open and i opened up the first card i ever pulled from a pack was a charizard hologram and that thing is long slash destroyed gone who knows where it is but it's so sad when i think about that yeah yeah i think i had a snorlax foil from that set that i recently got rid of and i beat the crap out of it Sweet. So this should take us to question 13. So we'll go back up to Craig. Uh, the main character of the Pokemon series is Ash Ketchum from Pallet Town. What is Ash's name in the Japanese version of the show? This is a trick question, obviously, and his name is still Ash. <laughs> it's a great answer. Uh, but Ash's name in Japan is uh, Satoshi. Satoshi. Hmm. Which I believe is one of the options when you're playing Pokemon Yellow. I think it's one of the mm-hmm. one of the preset names. All right. For AJ, while there are a handful of episodes that have been banned in the U.S. and a number of episodes that have gone unaired in various parts of the world, there's only one episode of the Pokemon show that is banned internationally. The episode is banned after reports of seizures caused by excessive flashing. Pikachu was the cause of these flashes. But what Pokemon did the episode revolve around? I think that was the the episode with um, Spearow and Firo. Might be wrong. Yeah, so the Pokemon that that episode revolved around was Porygon. Porygon was a uh... the central Pokemon in that plot. And then from that episode, uh, Porygon did not make like any appearances in any of the episodes Mm -hmm. um or the movies until i can't remember which movie it was but it was the 15th pokemon movie so many 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 years later just because of its association with that um that whole incident and it wasn't even his fault it was pikachu exactly can't fault him though he's the mascot armor he can do what he wants Mm -hmm. all right rob in the kalos region series so x and y uh, Ash meets many friends and gains many friendly rivals along the way, including Karina, Shauna, Trevor, and Tierno, just to name a few. In the Lumios Conference Finals, who does he face off against? Oh, boy. Um, well, obviously, it's Gary. It is not Gary. The uh, The main rival in the oh. X and Y series, uh, <laughs> his name is Elaine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, everyone's favorite character. <laughs> we all remember very well. Oh, yeah. uh, so after 15 questions, uh, we have Craig with one, AJ and Rob both with three. I will say Craig's eyes get really wide after his questions because he seems like he knows the one always right after his, or at least the one right after that. Um, so it's really anybody's game. Uh, so I'm really excited to get back to the second 15 questions, but we'll be right back after these messages. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And we are back. We visited Nurse Joy. We've gotten all recuperated and we're ready to go. Ethan, take it away for the second half of this game. Awesome. So we're going to start off the second half of the game with uh, a little bit of who's that Pokemon. Uh, so what I've done is I have pulled some Pokedex entries um, from each generation, um, and we are going to decide um, through a very complicated algorithm uh, which generation we are uh, going to start with, and I will ask, I'll give one Pokedex entry um, to each contestant in that generation. Um, but I'm going to, Craig's first on the screen here, so Craig, give me a number between one and eight. Uh, let's do four. All right. So we are going to go to the Sinnoh region. Um, and then I'll just give a caveat that all of the Pokemon have selected for these Pokedex entries are Pokemon that their debut was in that generation. Um, so, all right, generation four. So Craig, we'll start with you. Um, and here is the Pokedex entry. It has left the flock, having gained strength enough to survive on its own. The astounding force with which this Pokemon flies through the air allows it to carry away large, burly targets. Let's go with Staraptor. That's correct. It is Staraptor. Wow, good pull. All right. Well done. AJ, your Pokedex entry from Gen 4. Its flotation sac developed as a result of pursuing aquatic prey. It can double as a rubber raft. I think it's Floatzel or Buizel. Um Let's go with Buizel. Cool. It is Floatzel, but I have in my notes uh, that I'm going to give points for the uh, the evolution line. Uh, so we'll give you okay. points for that. Yes, yeah, it is Floatzel. Nice. Yeah, that can Thank be a little you. tricky when they're virtually the same. <laughs> right. And then Rob. Its body is composed of plasma. It is known to infiltrate electronic devices and wreak havoc. Uh, I think that's Rotom. It is indeed Rotom. Well done. Uh, everyone's right, favorite cool. washing machine Pokemon, right? <laughs> leaf blower. Hey, don't you diss that microwave. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Various appliance Pokemon. As long as it's not the fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right, so for our second round of Who's That Pokemon, uh, AJ, uh, I'm going to have you pick a letter for me. Any letter in the alphabet. Any letter in the alphabet? Oh, no. Uh, 
You know all of them, so right? Let's go okay. with. Just checking. Yeah, <laughs> there's only like seven, right? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with G. All right, G is the seventh letter of the alphabet. So we are going to take a little trip to Alola. So we'll start with Craig. Your Pokedex entry from Gen 7. Its actual appearance is unknown. A scholar who saw what was under its rag was overwhelmed by terror and died from the shock. Mm. It's the Pokemon that ju just tries to be the cutest one of them all. And my personal favorite from Gen 7, Mimikyu. It is indeed Mimikyu. Yeah, that is uh, my personal favorite of the Pika clones. Mm -hmm. All right, for AJ, your Pokedex entry. It has an organ that generates electricity in its abdomen. It concentrates energy in its strong jaws and fires off powerful jolts of electricity. When you said abdomen, my first thought was uh, Togedemaru, but uh, Togedemaru doesn't exactly have strong jaws being a cute little ball. Uh, so I think maybe that's Vikavolt, that like big bug dude. Yep, that's correct. It is indeed Vikavolt. Nice poll. One of my favorites. I think it's its middle one is just the USB port, right, or whatever. <laughs> it's like a charger <laughs> bug, yeah. Like an outlet. <laughs> All right, and some and fun on Alola. <laughs> for Rob, this Pokemon uses its rocky mane to slash any who approach it will even disobey its trainer if it dislikes the order it was given weird to admit uh this far in but i've never played a single three 3ds game for pokemon oh wow um <laughs> i think it's the horse one that has like contrary but i can't think of its name um uh, mudsdale that's a good guess but it is not mudsdale uh wow. this pokedex entry is for lichen rock mm. oh yeah all right, but Rob, I'm going to go ahead and have you give me two numbers between 1 and 10. Two numbers between 1 and 10? Um, let's just go 2 and 3. All right, 2 and 3 equals 5. Uh, so we're going to go to Generation 5, and we're going to go to the Unova region uh, for our final Who's That Pokemon round. So we'll start with Craig. Um, and here is our Pokedex entry. It fights by swinging around its three spiky feelers. A hit from these steel spikes can, redu can reduce a boulder to rubble. I think once you get past four, it's kind of all a blur to me. I'm not I'm not 100% sure what's in what. I mean, I remember this is like the region where like there's just a lot of more like man-made quote-unquote um uh pokemon and i'm just trying to remember which one of the steel types it could be um if it is one um Klefki. i've got nothing all right so i think that Klefki was gen six um oh yeah but uh yeah the answer is a uh, ferrothorn oh oh i was so wrong i i know <laughs> of that one so that's good. <laughs> All right, we'll go down to AJ. Um, and here is the Pokedex entry. The guardians of an ancient city, they use their psychic power to attack enemies that invade their territory. It makes me think of Darumaka and Darmanitan because they're like chilling in that desert area. Um, but then there's also uh, 
who is it? Yamask and uh, Grigas. I I'm gonna go with uh, Darmanitan. So you were on the right track um, with Yamask, um, but it is a uh, Sigilith. That that one Pokemon gave me so much trouble in black and white. <laughs> black like down it, it, I think I maybe spent more time just in that one fight with N and Sigilyph mm. than I did the rest of the game. I believe it. Yeah. All right. And our final Pokedex entry here for Rob. Over 300 million years ago, it was feared as the strongest of hunters. It has since been modified by Team Plasma. Uh, what's the spiky guy? Um, the one that Clay has. Uh, I'll just have to tap. I'll say Golurk for having to guess. <laughs> Spike him on. Anybody else want to take a guess? Uh, Trubbish. <laughs> yeah. It is one of my favorite Pokemon from Vanilla. <laughs> uh, Genesect. Oh, Genesect. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. The V Drive one, or whatever that is. Shock Drive, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. All right. So we're going to swing back to the anime um, for the next three questions. So we'll go back up to Craig. Ash's first Pokemon League win came in the Alolan region. His second came in the Journey series, in a tournament where trainers from all regions battled to climb the ranks from normal to master class. What is the name of this tournament? Um, There was a question about this I had heard before. The tournament (laughs) was some cramming before this, I remember. Yes. um, (laughs) But like, the question was more involving something different, and I'm trying to remember if they had mentioned the name of the um, the Orange Tournament. This is the uh, World Coronation Series. Oh. Uh, mm. Also, would have accepted the Masters Eight Tournament, which was the uh, yeah the final eight, the Elite Eight, if you were, if it wasn't trademarked <laughs> by the NCAA. <laughs> That's probably true. I wouldn't mess with Nintendo's lawyers, that's for sure. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, so this question is for AJ. Uh, between battling in Kanto and exploring the Johto region, Ash and Misty adventure to the Orange Island. There they meet a new companion, a Pokemon Watcher. What is the name of their new friend? No, everyone hates this guy, I think. Pokemon Watcher. Oh, crap. I think this is the guy with, like, I can picture him. He's got the red shorts and, like, the light green shirt. Um, I cannot remember his name, though. I'm going to go with Billy. Yeah, you described him perfectly, and his name is Tracy. Specifically, <laughs> Tracy Sketchit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did, yeah, he drew a lot of the Pokemon that he was watching, Um yeah, would later go on to become an assistant at Professor Oak's lab after the uh, the Orange Island. So, following the age-old tradition of what's their job, make it their name, like Todd Snap. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is one of my favorite names in the series, Tracy Sketchit. <laughs> All right, and then Rob. So Ash's main rival in the Sinnoh region is Paul, a trainer focused on the brute strength and rigorous training of his Pokemon. 
What Pokemon does Paul release after the Heart Home City Tag Battle Competition? Ash would go on to quickly recapture this Pokemon and make it a staple of his Sinnoh team. Sinnoh fighting type? Let's uh, guess Lucario. So the Pokemon that Paul releases is Chimchar. Mm. Which goes on to become Ash's Infernape. Um, Paul, one of my favorite rivals, because he is just an a-hole. Yeah, he needs he needs like a a mean rival. The the seasons where he's just buddies with everyone aren't as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I really like the Gen two games. Um, the rival in that game. Yeah, he's all horrible. about business. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and for our last three questions, um, these are all Pokemon movie titles, and I just want you to fill in the missing Pokemon. Oh God. There's so many movies. <laughs> Netflix tells me there's tons of them. Yes. So we're going to start with Craig. Pokemon Blank, Master of Illusion. Pokemon Blank, Master of Illusions. Pokemon Zora, Master of Illusions. Oh, you are so so close. Uh, it is Zoro Art. Oh! Oh. <laughs> All right, AJ. Pokemon the movie. Blank versus the Sword of Justice. Keldeo versus the Sword of Justice? Or no, Keldeo is the Sword of Justice. Keldeo is featured in the movie. Yep. But the Pokemon uh, that is in the title is Kiram. Hmm. Very close. With this last one, Rob can tie it up, so no pressure, but there is a lot of pressure on this one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rob. Pokemon the movie, Blank, and the Clash of Ages. Uh, It's not Celebi. That was in four. Let's go with uh, Dialga. All right, so this title is Pokemon the movie, Hoopa, and the Clash of Ages. Ooh, so close. The Pokemon they never Uh, do anything with. (laughs) <laughs> depends if it's unbound hoopa or bounded i can never tell which one is better mm-hmm. um but that'll wrap it up for today we had a really fun game ethan thank you so much for providing the questions um today we have uh craig coming in third we'll start with him craig uh thanks so much for being here today uh any final words um just Thanks so much for having me here. I got defeated by the Elite Four, but I'm going to go run around Route 3, train up, and I'm going to come back again stronger. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Rob, you are the runner up today. Uh, Rob, any final words? I just want to say thank you for having me on and uh, shout out to Hippo, my uh, Soul Link Nuzlocke partner. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, lastly, AJ, you are today's cream of the crop Pokemon master. Uh, Grand Pooba, Big Kahuna, you're you're all of it today, AJ. Uh, any final words for you today? Uh, yeah, just uh, thank you for having me on and uh, support your uh, your local youth organizations if you can. Excellent, it's a great message. And Ethan, thank you so much for hosting today. Um, any words to send us out on? Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me host. Um, it is pretty impossible to write a uh expansive pokemon trivia game in just 30 questions um so it's really hard to like trim down and try and balance a little bit between games show other stuff 
Um, yeah, so thanks to uh, some of the folks in the local Pokemon community that helped me uh, play test and put this together. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Ethan, I loved it. It was a perfect balance of the easy and the hard. It's really hard to balance when you have so much history over mm-hmm. 30 years of Pokemon now, um, which makes me feel super old, which is fantastic. Um, so yeah, thanks so much. Um, thanks so much to all of our guests today. They're all supporters on Patreon. If you would love to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast for just $5 a month. You get so much bonus content. There are different episodes. You can get boxes and t-shirts and lots of things that we send you. So just head on over to triviality or patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Um, and we also couldn't do it without our uh, media group, Airwave Media. You can go to airwavemedia.com and check out different podcasts such as The Ancient World, The Secret History of Hollywood. That seems like it's right up Neil's alley. And Wake Me Up, which I don't believe is an Evanescence podcast, but it might be. So you should definitely check it out. Um, That'll do it for us today. Thanks so much to all of our players, our hosts. And for the hosts that couldn't be here, my name is Matt, and that was Triviality. Triviality.